Steve, happy Tuesday. We are uh, knocking this one out early, and it's going to be quick today. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, headed in to go get some video shot here in the warehouse today. We're taking advantage of um, the showroom being closed, and so we can shoot some videos out there. And yeah, going to go meet uh, John Abernathy, who's a guy we've worked with a lot on uh, video projects, and go get uh, the uh, long-awaited videos done of the packs and going through features and all that stuff. So. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, we'll be sure to share those when they're out. Uh, you guys can just go to XO, or not XOMountaingear.com. You can go to YouTube.com forward slash XOMountaingear as well if you just want to subscribe to YouTube and kind of get them as they come. But otherwise, if you get our emails, follow us on social. We'll be sure to have more to come on that. Um, with today being a short episode, Steve, um, and kind of mixing things up from the gear talk, as we mentioned, we kind of had some basic questions come in. And I don't like say basic negatively, but it was almost a really good reminder of you know, it's easy for us, you and I personally, Steve, and I think even a lot of guys listening to the show who have some hunting experience to kind of overlook the basics, the foundations, and not answer some of the simple questions. Um, and in the end, it's it's worth talking through these things because these are the some of the barriers to other people getting involved. And so I kind of love going back to square one, talking about like very, very basic questions that can help people get involved and get out in the field. So one of which was submitted, uh, and this guy just basically said, what is the difference between drawing for a tag and over-the-counter tags? Is it the areas that you can hunt? Is it the quality of animals? Is it because it's guided or it's not guided, etc.? So again, I think this guy was coming from an Eastern context, um, looking to go out West on his first hunt, and he's confused by what is an over-the-counter tag, what is a draw tag? What does that even mean? Um, and then how does that break down in terms of, again, is it about areas? Is it about quality of animals? Is it about being guided, et cetera? So like, first things first, what are your like basic introductions to kind of that topic, Steve? Um, yeah, I guess I don't know how, you know, Pennsylvania or something's broken down uh, if it has units, but basically all the Western states that I'm aware of have are broken down into smaller units, you know, basically uh, counties, right? Um, so, you know, Idaho's, and there's, some of them have, it gets confusing because sometimes they have different names for different animal species. Uh, so you got to make sure you're looking at the right, um, the right units for, you know, say you're wanting to come to Idaho for elk. Some of the units are actually slightly different, um, especially once you start talking about controlled hunt tags. Um, but in general, they break it down into units, areas that, um, they can, can they can make a tag a controlled tag is something you have to apply for typically months and months in advance. Uh, it goes into the lottery and you, and they draw your name uh, and you and you get the tag. So a thousand people put in. There's tags. You got to be that you know one of those lucky ten to get the tag and then you can hunt it. Definitely many different reasons that they create controlled hunts. Sometimes it's um, the, they want to increase the quality of the animals there. Um, so they, they reduce the amount of hunters. And then over the years, the hunting gets better and better and better. Sometimes uh, Boise has one that's really close to the city and it's phenomenal hunting, but they just don't want too many people crowded in there. So they do it just to cap the amount of hunters that are up there. Uh, so there could be lots of different reasons for controlled hunts. The general statement would be a controlled hunt is going to be a better opportunity uh, to kill um, I would say doesn't necessarily mean kill an animal but kill a 
a more quote unquote quality uh, buck or bull or something like that, right? Because uh, they are capping the amount of hunting pressure that's there. Um, and then and then the opposite of that is just the over counter the tag. So uh, for Idaho archery, the uh, elk, the vast majority of the state, ninety eight percent of it, um, you could just go buy a tag uh, and hunt that afternoon. Uh, you could roll into a sporting goods store on your way into town, grab a tag, run out there and hunt. Uh, there's no cap um, on uh, how many hunters can be in there. There's no restrictions on it. Um, Idaho's starting to get, I guess, some units they do. As I said, there's no cap. Some units they do cap to its first come, first serve. So it's technically over the counter, but say they cap it at 1,000. So if you're not in that first 1,000, then then it basically sells out. So it's something you need to pay attention to. Um but yeah, I guess that's the the big high level thing. It, just because it's a controlled hunt doesn't mean yeah, I don't think you can automatically just assume it's going to be better quality hunting. That there's certainly plenty of cases where that's not true. Uh, but as a general statement, um, you're going to have better hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, it's you know when you talk about controlled hunts, it's some states it's just a random true lottery, meaning everybody can put in and essentially everybody has even odds. Other states are going to do a bonus point system and a preference point system and where it's basically your odds are weighted based off of how many points you have in one way or another. So yeah, there, if you're new to this, there's no one easy answer to this. It does take time. It does take research. Um, Every state is different. And then within states, as we talked about, there can be different rules for different units, different seasons. Um, I think of states like Wyoming, it can get confusing because in in a lot of states, you talk about units or zones and they're going to have a name to them or a number to them that are typically consistent. Uh, But then like Wyoming, you could have one area has a certain name for deer and then a different name like or a different zone for elk and that gets really confusing um yeah so it's again it's it takes time to figure it out the good news is though you don't have to figure that all this out in the beginning to get started um you can hunt as you said over the counter tags you can go and buy a tag and make a hunt happen this year um and then do research now and do research over the coming years to figure out what makes the most sense for you and your goals as it relates to controlled tags. So do you want to start collecting points? Do you want to start entering certain lotteries for certain states or certain areas? Um, yeah, it's just a process. It takes time yeah. and it's, it's helpful if you can to find somebody who's navigated that a little bit and, you know, ask them questions. Yeah, I'd say, um, some, you know, the certain websites like go hunt to do a great job of probably simplifying that and breaking it down it, it gets pretty confusing uh i mean heck we were just talking about alaska the other day of like you know jumping into alaska's um fishing game website and trying to figure out everything that you need because it's not not very well um it's not very obvious right um idaho's decent like i was just thinking of like if you went to idaho fishing game clicked on hunting um and then in the regs, there's basically general tags and controlled hunt tags. So it kind of breaks it down. So if the guy was wanting to come to Idaho for elk, you could pull up general and then start looking at the, all the different units that are general. And then and then you have to cross-reference to the unit map to see where those are at. Um, I guess Idaho and, and probably a lot of other states, too, have a – they introduced a great tool called Hunt Planner. Uh, and it's been around for a while. But you can go on there and basically say, um, I want to uh, hunt elk archery in september 
and then it's going to pull up like all the units that are that are available to hunt. So it's it's a pretty cool tool for if you're just getting started out and and heck, I mean even you know you're if just for me going to a new state, you know those things are, are great that you just don't quite understand uh, all the nuances because it is it's a wormhole you go into and every state is slightly different how they do things and kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah. And I don't, I don't recall, I think this guy was talking about elk, but if you are specifically, we actually do have um, a good article from Dan Staten from Elk Shape over on the Exo Mountain Gear blog about, you know, Dan's one of these guys that's trying to get tags every year and he balances over the counter tags with controlled hunts. And he basically lays out his strategy on all the Western states for elk tags. Um, and you can just go to exomountaingear.com forward slash elk tags and it'll take you to that article. It's just a really good kind of reference and overview. Also has links to all of those states, um, their fishing game or division of wildlife, whatever they call it, but links to their regulations and process. So that's a good place to kind of start and read about and then get links to all those state resources as well if you guys want to check that out. Um, there was another good question. This is this is again like one of those on a, especially even a short episode. I mean, we could we could do a whole series of podcasts, full length podcasts on this. But this guy is wondering how to e scout. So he's um, basically just asking, and this is such a common question, and obviously it relates to guys who are new or hunting a new area. But basically, how do you e scout for a trip when you can't physically get there to scout due to logistics? Uh, he mentions he's going on his first elk hunt this September and scouting from his computer is daunting because to him, it all looks like good elk territory, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. Um, yeah, there's a lot to this. There are some great uh, videos out there. I know that Onyx has done some things um, in partnerships uh, on YouTube on e-scouting and using Onyx. There's great ones on Google Earth that can walk you through. Um, and this relates to both e-scouting as well as honestly that previous question on elk tags is I would honestly just really, if we're talking elk, which this guy was, I would really recommend um, the University of Elk Hunting, which is an online course that Corey Jacobson put together. Um, you can get that through Elk 101. And it's, it's truly, I think, worth the investment when you're new. It not only covers tags and scouting, those two questions we're just talking about right now, it literally covers like an A to Z everything on elk hunting to, to really get you started. So again, everything from preseason scouting, if you do on the boot scouting, uh, calling, gear, like it really is a great comprehensive resource um, that I just honestly recommend. So if you guys go check that out, it's just at elk101.com forward slash online course. You can use, uh, I forget the pricing, but I know you can use the code XO20, so EXO20 to save 20 bucks on the course. But he literally will open Google Earth and like walk you through picking out elk country and what he looks for. Um, to talk through it a little bit more, though, you know, something I'm looking for as it relates to e-scouting isn't just identifying elk habitat or like this guy said it all looks like good elk territory to him you hear people talk all the time about food water cover for example about those are the things that elk need you need to identify the habitat that is going to provide that for elk it's true at the same time i'm also looking at access both good and bad um where is easy access which means where is there going to be hunting pressure whereas some alternative access or maybe more difficult access that people might overlook and that's the area i'm going to be 
Um, you know, depending on the style of your hunts, you're going to maybe be looking at roadless or not. You know, we've talked about the different camping strategies and access strategies on that, for example. Um, and then I'm also just looking at terrain features. So um, how can elk move through that country? Uh, are there certain saddles? Are there certain, uh, not pinch points, if you will, it's like going back to my whitetail <laughs> roots on a pinch point, but, you know, terrain funnels, um, specific areas that would provide security, again, away from pressure. So there's definitely a lot to consider there. Um, Steve, you've had the good fortune of, you know, growing up in Idaho and getting boots on the ground, but, and I know you don't scout much these days, but going back to like e-scouting, you have used Google Earth both for deer and elk and things like that. What are the first things you're looking for? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm basically, you need to identify an area to focus on. So the first thing I'm going to do, go to a fishing game website, find the available tags. So say I want to go to Colorado general tag, find all the areas that are available. And then I'm going to dive into um, looking at harvest statistics, uh, hunter numbers, um, you know, estimated elk populations, certain things like that to kind of narrow down. So, that, you know, maybe there's an area that has tons of elk, but it also has four times as many hunters as an area that a unit that's next to it that is a little less elk, but a lot less hunters. Like I'd, I'd probably personally pick the one with less hunters and less elk, right? Um, so you need to narrow that down. And then, yeah, the first thing I'll do is you need to get a, um, an idea of the unit boundaries. Uh, there's plenty of tools out there um, to, to do that. Uh, probably my personal favorite is just using Onyx right now. So I'll just pull up the state, uh, pull up the units, make sure, like I said, I was, we were just talking about you need to like select game management zones and then also select species because it's going to vary by state. Um, and, then, uh, and then zoom in onto that and then... Basically, it's a combination of Onyx, Google Earth, and then as I get dive further into it, I want to look at like older quad sheets. They're going to show like old logging roads and things like that. Um, so I'm just basically pull up the unit. And then I, I want to identify where every single road is in the unit. Um, and then the next step is where every trail is. And then those things start like those are my immediate um I need to know where all that stuff is. And then I can start looking at little pockets that are in between roads, in between trails, areas that are going to be harder to access. Uh, and that's where I'm going to dive in and start focusing my attention. The end of the day, you, the, the guy's kind of right in that you can only do so much e-scouting. Uh, you got to get boots on the ground. So if I was headed to a new state, completely brand new to me, I'm going to have, you know, three or four spots picked up that are all like relatively easy to get to, um, from one and another. And, and that, that's just like, um, I could go, I could go back to a hunt in Colorado a few years back, like rolled to spot a, there was like 50 trucks parked at the trailhead. So, okay. Not going to that one. Uh, and then drove like half an hour to the next spot, you know? Um, so that like having easy access, I wouldn't have like plan a, B and C and have, um, you know, there'd be like a three to four hour drive between A and B. I'd just pick like some some decent looking spots that are all relatively close to another. So that way when you're you're rolling out there, um, it's not like you roll into a trailhead and it doesn't look good. You're like, well, crap, my B spot's, you know, a four hour drive. Let's just go check this out, you know. Um, and, and a lot of that just comes down to just that instinct, too, of, um, 
uh, we talked about the other day and, and hunting, you know, just like rolling into a trailhead or a spot. You just kind of been looking at the train, looking at the country, looking at the amount of hunters that are around vehicles you're seeing. Uh, and you just kind of have to go with a gut feeling of like the spot looks good or, eh, I think I'm going to go to plan B and then plan C. So, um, yeah, at the, at the end of the day, you got to get boots on the ground. There's only so much you can do for me scouting. Um, and I would not, um, once you get there to hunt, I would not invest so much time into plan A, uh, if you're not seeing elk and, and elk, elk sign right away. Yeah. Cool. Adaptability, versatility, name of the game. I like it. Yeah. I don't even know if adaptability is a word. I might've made that up. Sounds like a word to me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those are, uh, yeah, good, short and sweet, uh, helpful beginner questions for you guys as always, whether it's a beginner question, a more advanced question, gear question, tactic, whatever, give us a shout podcast at exomountgear.com. We will be back tomorrow, not with a TSS episode, but with a full length episode and hope you guys enjoy that one. And then we will talk to you shortly after with more TSS episodes in the future. Thanks for tuning in.